Glory to God, Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. To Him be all the praise and glory. Humans were born to fellowship with God, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And He's the most wonderful, beautiful, glorious person in the universe. Lord, thank You for today. Thank You for everything that You've done for us. I bless those listening. I believe with them for their needs and that You'll reveal Your glory to them in Jesus' name. And Lord, send out laborers into the harvest fields, into nations in the, in the such as Pakistan and Indonesia, 500 million people approximately or more in those countries in the wonderful name of Jesus. The Lord God Almighty is so glorious and wonderful and powerful it's beyond human comprehension. And we know Him with our spirit person. Jesus said, God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So they will glorify Jesus Christ in word and in deed. And also they will understand the things of the Spirit. They will be moving into the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And they will realize that, that mainly that the Lord God Almighty, so wonderful, so glorious, so, just so awesome in every way, that they naturally will do these things. And the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, stills the soul, does not stir the soul. So they will do all this, but they will not have to... They will be calm, uh, essentially, is one way to say it. Now, now that someone will... We still have to live on the earth, and we have to deal with all of that and the cares of this world. Now, when someone has not met Him in this way, when they're in the born-again phase, there's four phases of knowing God. If they're just in the born-again phase, they just will not have that passion. They will not understand the things of the Spirit. They will, they just won't. And what's interesting is, what I'm realizing more and more is, it's entirely up to a person uh where they go with God and what phases um, they, they, whether they stay in the born-again phase or go into the subsequent phases. It's entirely up to them. Even God cannot make someone choose Him or go into a, uh, the second, third, or fourth phase. We have no impact at all. Um... Now, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. That's a powerful truth. From Isaiah, and it's in Isaiah. The yoke was destroyed because of the anointing oil. So if someone has the anointing, you know, that can break the yoke and that can, someone can, um, someone has taught before that the, the Spirit is caught you know, not taught. They can 
So anyway, I wanted to say that because it, it is quite interesting that there are basically two types of believers. You know, that first category, you know, the, the category of people, we call it spirit-filled. Um, people who have been born of the spirit, okay, that's the second phase. Or they may have gone into the third phase, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the fourth phase is in John 7, chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus revealed it. That's the anointing. Uh, okay. In heaven, heaven is filled with the presence of God, of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. And so people will be in the anointing. People in heaven are in the anointing, and the anointing is in them. They are in fellowship with God. That's what humans were born to do. That's the... It's just fascinating. They are... They literally are in fellowship with God all the time. And His glory is beyond words. Here's another analogy that, I, that I've given before, but I, I just want to make a point. If one angel appeared to a person, and it's, happened, it's in the Bible in numerous places, this is not nothing new, but let's just imagine today that if one person is they're out at work or they're walking or they're driving or they are in their home, if an angel appeared to them, they would fall immediately, almost guaranteed, you know, very, very likely that they would fall on their face in awe of the glory that that emanates and flows from a, from a, from one angel they're made from god's glory and they would likely worship the angel want to okay part of it is well Imagine one angel. I mean, the ministering angels are people who have encountered them just explain that they are about 8 to 10 feet tall and just, okay, they are, the glory of God flows from them, emanates from them. It's more than just that they're rubbed with the glory of God. They're literally made from God's glory, just like really everything in heaven. And, you know, the, the angels have a head, body, arms, legs. They have eyes and they can speak. They have, I mean, it, they're just, it's just truly incredible to think about angels. But here's why I say this. The Holy Spirit is God. He is Jesus Christ. He is, you know, He's infinitely greater than all the billions of angels combined. Okay, so that's why I want to make that point 
and I, I, I hope that, that someone listening understands what I'm, the reason I say, gave, give this analogy is, is that when someone meets Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, they just will be forever changed and transformed and from glory to glory from um, they will never be the same they will only want him I mean they will do you understand that I mean if if a thousand angels ten thousand angels were in <laughs> that wouldn't be possible to be in our home but let's say that that a hundred angels were in our home I mean we just wouldn't we would just fall on our face in in speechless and in awe of them and all that they are and the, the glory and how powerful and how you know they are holy and pure and they're they're just so incredible. Well, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit is God. Let me repeat what I just said. He is greater, infinitely greater than all the angels combined. And and so every person can know him. I mean, so that that's why I say, you know, there's different analogies we can give, such as the treasure hidden in a field, that that famous parable. Jesus Christ is the treasure when someone meets him, they'll they'll just give up everything that they have. They will, um, and and they will be. They'll only want him. That's the best way I can explain it. You know, we Reinhard Bonnke once said, "We need to God needs to deliver us. We need to be delivered from our selves, so that we can break free from that." And because if, if we've been a Christian, often we're used to what we've done in the past, right? And, and so anyway, God and, and the Holy Spirit's the one who transforms us. Amen. Now, I do want to briefly say the tragedy is those who, who miss heaven who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior will end up in hell and will spend eternity in the lake of fire and brimstone. It's a tragedy. And many, many people, you know, object to the reality of hell and they wonder why is there even a hell? Well, there had to be a place for the enemy and the fallen angels because they're eternal. And so God withdrew himself from hell and and essentially um, I give credit actually to Bill Weiss for that truth um, he had an experience in hell he's got a book called 23 Minutes in Hell and so it's quite fascinating that you know because God withdrew himself from that place um, there's there's nothing good there. There's no love or hope. There's nothing good. 
and, and, and so what's in play, what's revealed in a divine revelation of hell by Mary Baxter is, is that, you know, it confirms what Jesus said in the Gospels. He spoke about hell often, numerous times, and he said it's the eternal fire prepared, having been made ready for the devil and his angels. And so, you know, it's almost like, you know, when God withdrew Himself, what ended up there is it's, it's horrible beyond description. You know, there's fire and um, excruciating heat. And as we know now, I mean... It, in, in the divine revelation of hell, she describes that the enemy is there and he's causing the fire and he's not burned, but he causes it. And there are demons and it's, um, it's just horrible beyond comprehension. It's the smells are so bad that they would knock someone out. The, there are worms and maggots, there's snakes, there's awful, terrible things. There's no food, no water. People who have been there even say that there's almost no air to breathe. Now, but, but again, I want to say, I have not said this recently. Again, I want to repeat, when God withdrew Himself, it is why it's so bad and it reveals that on the earth every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Love, hope, faith, goodness, you know, that every good and perfect gift, I mean, everything good and perfect that you can think of, God created it, thought of it, created it, and, and gives it literally to every person. Such as, in addition to what I just said, food and water and air and beauty and nature and the beautiful things that we see, the sun, the S-U-N, the, the, the um, nature, all the wonderful, every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So when He withdrew Himself, none of that is, is in hell. And there's also this, what's in place of it are the horrible things. So all someone has to do, it's very, very simple. When someone's on the earth, just say yes to Jesus Christ. So simple. And all they have to do is believe. They don't have to be good enough. They don't have to accomplish, uh, you know, be be smart enough or intelligent enough or they don't have to do now once someone is saved we're going to be judged by our works now that's that's a reality but it's it's truly amazing that God has given Jesus Christ to the world there's only one faith that has a savior who came to the earth who died for the world in fact all the other religions they don't have anything even really close to that Okay, but also 
He's made it so that all a person has to do is believe. That's all they have to do. Think of how God has justified Himself. So much so that, I mean, the, the, one of the main way is, is that He gave Jesus Christ to the world who came to the earth. He came to the earth, lived just like us, served humanity for three years of ministry, and died for the world. I mean, God's done everything He can do. So, I just wanted to say that this is kind of a unique message. I wanted to just present this. But for those who have been believers, who are already believers, it's that same thing. All we have to do is believe. You know, if, if um, only believe. If somebody wants to experience His presence and glory, just believe. Just have faith. Just continue on seeking Him. Yes, we need to persist. We need to um, you know, uh, press into the kingdom of God. You may have heard that phrase. If someone wants a miracle, just believe. Only believe. If, if someone... If someone wants to go into the phases, the second, third, and fourth phase, just believe. Just just go right to Him with, and, and also have that determination and persist. Now that is something we need to do. Jesus revealed that in two parables in Luke 11 and Luke 18. Please visit wonderreality.org. This is Wonder Reality. My name is Jim. Thank you for listening and following this podcast. Blessings.